0: The ways that we see success, or we we get excited, is when um, we see a student have an aha moment. So, you know, when they they finally realize that oh, that is what an if statement is for, or that is why we use for loops in this scenario. Um, those are moments that that we get really excited about because that's when they they've really nailed down the concept.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesomeings Podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story, adventures, and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey y'all, welcome back to this episode of Awesomenx Podcast. I'm with two strapping lads, aka my coworkers, <laughs> Dr. Steven Rue and assistant to the regional manager Kyle Cristiano Ronaldo Rainey with his new haircut. Yes, those are not their names. You called me out. I'm with Steven Rue, who is the director of marketing for Awesome Inc. U and Kyle Rainstorm, Clydesdale Rainey with a bunch of names. Who is the director of youth coding and a lot of top secret things I don't even know about? Kyle but does it all. Kyle does it all. He is—he's like Wolverine. He's Weapon X. Yeah, he is. He's our secret weapon, to say the least. So we're going to talk a bit more about Austin Q. Surprise, surprise! As we're wrapping up the series, so Stephen does a lot with the boot camp and working through the onboarding process, application process, all the good stuff to get people filtered through that we want to work with, and then Kyle works with some of our other programs. So, Intro to Web, and he works with a bunch of kiddos who are going to be our future entrepreneurs and startup founders. So, Kyle is uh, is laying the seed down, tilling the, the soil, so to speak. Any farmer metaphor that I can come up with, I am. So, guys, it's Friday. I'm so stoked. Okay, that's it for me. I'm going to shut up. Kyle, introduce yourself. Talk a little bit about why you like coding and the value of it. And then,
0: Rue, um, yeah. You do the same thing. Cool. I'll let, I'll let Kyle go yeah, first because yeah, he's Kyle, more important. Why don't you go? Wow. What an introduction. I hope I can live up to the hype. Um, so yeah, my name is Kyle. I like coding um, because it's kind of like a virtual sandbox. I, I've i always wanted to to create things and engineer things and fix things. Um, but the nice thing about coding is that you can do that in your own virtual world and instead of having to, you know, if you break something, order that part or or go buy another one, um, you can just delete a line of code and rerun it again. I love it.
2: It's incredible. Dr. Rue? Yeah.
0: So I don't actually do any
2: coding.
1: What? You I don't? Know.
2: I don't know any coding. I know enough to talk to the people about coding and talk to our instructors and things like that. The more I've been around this community, the more I've been impressed with coding, um and realize like what Kyle said it's so creative like i always thought it was just like the math thing the kids that were good at math and logic and i realized that a lot of the people in our boot camp and the kids who go through our coding uh, school are super creative and they have like art backgrounds or all kinds of different weird you know any background you could think of there's people who are really great at coding so i've learned a lot about it i love being around it um but I don't know any of it. I'm kind of embarrassing. No,
1: that's totally fine. And again, we had a, thanks to me, a goofy intro, but we're talking about why we work with, I'd say the next generation. So we're often having people, Stephen, primary age for the boot camp probably late twenties to mid thirties. Yeah. Like our average average student
2: is
0: about
1: 31 if you're going by age.
0: Sweet. And Kyle, you've worked with
1: students as young as six all the way through high school, correct?
0: Yeah. I mean, we have elementary schoolers come in all the way to about 18 years old.
1: Man, that's super exciting. So I've talked with Nick Such again, director of Awesome Inc. He's amazing. Talked with Justin, who was our lead instructor. I'm talking with you two because you work in a different facet with some of the same programs. So Stephen, why don't you you kick it off? People have gotten to hear the founding story of the bootcamp, how we teach them, why we teach them. Talk about some of the success stories that you have gotten to see with your time here at Awesome Inc. And then Kyle, uh, I'll do the same thing with you, but when, uh, when it's your turn, we'll talk about some of the student success stories. So... Stephen, Michael, Dr. Roo, take it away.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we've had like 120 people probably go through the boot camp at this point if you're counting this cohort and we've probably got 120 success stories that all look a little bit different. Um, I think it's really exciting when you hear about somebody who's had a, a tough life or gone through some struggles and then come out the other side and say like, wow, this program changed my life or set me up to do something that I never thought I could do. Um, there's a person in our boot camp right now who has some coding background, have worked on it a little bit and fell on some really rough times. And now he's like one of the stars of our class currently, um, which is super exciting. We have a lot of all-stars in this class actually, but just thinking about the fact that, you know, he was probably living the roughest life you could think of for a few years. And now he's going to go out and have like, an amazing job. Um, that kind of stuff gets me super excited. So that's, that's in a way a little bit of a vague story, but still pretty exciting. Um, and then we've got people who have gone on from like factory worker jobs or teachers or things like that, who were probably making pretty good money, but still want to do something more fulfilling or more fun, or like I said before, more creative. Um, and those are the people who, are now building really cool apps, um, working for super cool companies around Lexington or around the nation now with how much remote work we see. Um, so, I don't know. We have a ton of success stories. It's hard to even pinpoint, like, my favorite.
1: Well, I have one favorite, but we'll chime into that later. When you said nation, my mind said the nationwide jingle, so I'm glad I <laughs> had <restrained> Amazing, <laughs> Kyle, what about you? You've been around a bit, actually longer than both of us combined. Yeah. I think. What are some of the coolest success stories you've seen working with, awesome youth
0: yeah no there's there's a lot to to go through that um we we get really excited about it is very very hard to to measure success because we are are kind of drawing the foundation or building the foundation for the students um but just some of the you know the ways that we see success or we we get excited is when um we see a student have an aha moment. So, you know, when they they finally realize that, oh, that is what an if statement is for, or that is why we use for loops in this scenario. Um, those are moments that, that we get really excited about because that's when they, they've they really nailed down the concept. Um, some other things that we, we obviously love to see is, is students excited about the community that we have created. Um, one of our students was so excited about that that he... He actually asked us, hey, can I, can I start my own coding club at my school? And we said, well, we're not going to stop you from doing that, and we actually can't. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. Um, and he, he asked, you know, if, if he could use some of our stuff, and, and we said, sure. Um, and that was just a really cool and exciting moment for us that, that he enjoyed the community so much, and he thought some of my friends might want to do this as well, so maybe I'll, I'll go do this at my school.
2: Yeah, we we'll love that. Kyle, empowering the youth. <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> Bam. I
1: like that. So this, uh, this thought just came to me. So this is off the cuff. My favorite kind of things. So this applies to both of you. Kyle, I'll start with you first. So you are now working with, again, with a lot of students, but you're also going to schools. Talk about the value of teaching people how to code at a young age. And then Rue, like we just mentioned, the average age of a boot camp applicant and then someone who actually gets into the program is around 30, so mm-hmm. 31. So only a few years after college, maybe work their first job or two. So talk about talk about the importance of even being able to relearn a skill set as an adult.
0: So cool. Yeah. I'll go first here. Um so yeah, we obviously believe it's important because we are a coding school. So we're a little biased, but um, all over the nation, you're seeing a lot of schools implement this, implement this as a class in their in their buildings. Um, so we were really excited this summer when Fayette County approached us to to help them out with their Summer Ignite program. This is a reaction for for students to get more education over the summer um, from what they missed out from COVID. Um, so we were we were very excited to be asked to do that, and we were one of their enrichment activities for. Um, their summer program. And it was, a obviously an exciting moment for us because anytime that we are in the building with teachers, kind of one of the other classes. So you think of, you go to gym, you go to, uh, business and in marketing and, and then you go to coding. Um, that was not around when I was in school. Um, and now now we are are making that a thing. So that was obviously a, a very big landmark for us.
1: One of my favorite things we do, Kyle, is during the summer when we have our, our weeks of code, because now we have multiple of them. One of my favorite activities, it's so silly, is when we we have the students try to explain how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and so if you're a parent or you're someone probably 18 or older, whenever you try to describe something, whether it's how to, again, like make a sandwich, how to build something. You know, if you're a parent, you're giving your kid the birds and the bee talks, like we'll stop there, but you have to give instructions and people don't understand that writing code, you have to be as literal as possible. So Kyle, talk about when you even have seen kiddos again, we're focusing on probably elementary, middle schoolers right now that when they're going to like learn how to code, they don't understand that I need to have every step as specific as possible.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's something that is, is very hard for them to to grasp. Um and honestly the way that we kind of build that is we train our instructors to make them ask very good questions. So the question cannot be, hey, my code doesn't work, why doesn't it? It needs to be, hey, my code doesn't work. I think it's because of this line or this thing that's happening. Um, they need to be able to describe the problem more. And what that does is it allows them to really walk through what they're doing step-by-step. Step. So kind of going back to the the peanut butter and jelly, um, the problem is you don't have a sandwich, and what are the steps you need to take in between now and eating to make that sandwich? And you have to be very, very literal with that.
1: remember even in uh, room, I'm going to throw this over to you in a second, but I think it was two summers ago when we had one student that his, his program was grab bread, put, put knife in peanut butter, spread on bread, put bread together. And like, he didn't say untie the bread bag, untie the peanut butter jar, like it's forgetting for, for the victim like, most important things. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that makes me laugh. Uh, Rue. So over to you in a similar, in a similar fashion, we're talking about adults, you know, people our age that are maybe unfulfilled, like you've said, or they want to do something more creative, but it is just as important for them to able to learn. So talk about some of the things that you have seen from the interview and application process to people halfway through the program that might have had some of their aha moments.
2: Yeah. Well, first off, I also want to say we do the peanut butter and jelly thing in our bootcamp interview process. We, uh, we give them a FIO challenge, figure it out challenge the thing around awesome Inc. And part of that is the uh, peanut butter and jelly. So I've read like, I don't know hundreds at this point of those. So I think I can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at this point, but it's interesting that just being an adult doesn't necessarily make you better at, you know, writing out the logical process. Sometimes they're way worse than I think a kid could probably do, but yeah, the interview process for us, we're looking for, you know, is this person somebody who has grit? Can they problem solve? Can they communicate because, you know, you might've been in the workforce for a while, but like, have you worked on teams? Have you been a part of, you know, big projects or anything like that? Because a lot of people think coding is going down and sitting in a dark room by yourself. And really, and I'm sure Kyle can attest to this. It's more of a collaborative thing. Like they're working on teams with other developers. Um, So we look at a lot of, you know, your experiences and personality um, and we're really good at training people to code we also want to make sure that they have other skills too that they can bring to the table um so that's kind of what the the application process is we interview them we want to talk to them see what they're like in person um and then we get them in there and and teach them to code and there are a million walls that they hit throughout the boot camp and that's what our instructors are really great at is helping them get past those walls Cause there's a lot of ways to learn to code on your own, but the number one thing I think you're going to encounter is like a problem that is super frustrating. You feel like you're just banging your head against the wall day after day. And that's what we want to help our students get through quicker. Um, So kind of the, the goal of having a coach is to get past problems faster, but the aha moments, like every week I feel like I hear a student come down and be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe the things you can do with react. And I'm like, Oh Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, just to just to build on that community that you you mentioned, Stephen Garrett, you don't give yourself enough credit. Uh, you're you're quite the coder, especially in Google spreadsheets. Um, if anybody needs help with Google spreadsheets, go to Garrett. Um, Retweet. <laughs> so uh, a lot of what what Garrett will do is he will come and ask me a question and and I'm not not the best at Google spreadsheets and he will work on it for a minute and I will say well it might be something to do with this and it is something completely different and Garrett finds that solution just from me kind of being a rubber duck for him um, that is a, a programming term that that many programmers use and um, is I just play. As a a rubber duck uh, for for Garrett, I don't say much helpful things. I just kind of sit there and, and listen to him. So so,
1: Kyle, what is the rubber duck method?
0: Yeah, the rubber duck method is just what I what I described. So if if Garrett or somebody has a problem, and they ask someone else for help, I will go up to them and ask them to describe the problem and walk me through their code, and then. Somewhere along that process, they often find the solution without me solving that for them.
1: Yeah, and again, what's funny, Stephen, you you said that most people have the the idea that being a programmer, you're in some, some dark cave by yourself. You know, thanks media and every James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, ever. exactly. The hacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is a collaborative environment, and again, Kyle has seen this many times for me especially. But when you're working with people, how often you say, like, "Hey, what's the problem?" And they say it, and then okay, well, what are you trying to accomplish? And then they say it out loud, and they're like, "Oh, like that's what I'm trying to do." And mm-hmm. you know, we self is the wrong word, but using that that method to figure it out, you know, hit, yeah. the file task is so important.
2: We had somebody um, speaking to our boot camp a couple of weeks ago who had gone through it, and they were talking about now as they're working, in, encountering this same problem of like, oh, "I can't figure this out." I can ask my lead developer, my senior developer, to help me, but. It, Often, as soon as I type out the question and send it in Slack, the answer comes to me. Um, So sometimes I'll type it out, not send it, and think about it for five minutes, and then the answer comes to me, and then I don't have to waste their time. It just—it took me vocalizing, okay, this is what I'm having a problem with, and even just phrasing it like sometimes will trigger it in your brain.
1: That's so sweet. So another thing that we have, when we talked a lot about the bootcamp. Uh, Kyle and Ru, you guys do a lot with this as well. We have something called the intro to web course. So if someone doesn't want to maybe necessarily quit their job or, you know, they don't have the time to learn an entirely new skill set, you know, front end and back end web development. We have the front end intro course. Can you talk about, you know, at a high level what that is and maybe why an adult or an older student might find value in that?
2: Yeah, I can talk about intro a little bit. So the intro to web development class, like Garrett said, it's for somebody who maybe doesn't want to quit their job right now, but they want to dip their toe in, they want to get a taste of what coding's like. And um, maybe they have a project that they want to build, or they maybe work with some developers and want to be able to communicate with them a little bit better on a project or something like that. Um, So it's two nights a week super manageable It's and you're going to get a ton out of it you're going to be able to build a website by the end of it connect apis um you know get information to your website um we had some really cool projects from the last group that just finished up you know you can type in a country name and any country will come up it'll tell you all the stats about it all the details uh, and this is a person who had never coded before and they built a fully functioning website that brought them a ton of information so you'll definitely get a lot out of it. Um, but if you want to, you know, switch careers, it's kind of a step before that bootcamp, um, that'll help you set up for it. Super sweet.
0: Doesn't it kind of, I don't do a ton with the intro class, but doesn't it build right into the bootcamp?
2: Yeah. So for bootcamp, we have a few different stages of like what they're learning and the intro to web would probably cover kind of what they do in their onboarding of bootcamp. Um, Bootcamp obviously is a lot faster paced. So they get through that same information in a shorter amount of time. But like I said, it's the opportunity to dip your toe in and you will learn some of those overlapping skills. So super, super valuable.
1: Yeah, this is so good. And part of the reason I wanted you guys here is because you cover a few different aspects of Awesome U specifically. And Kyle, I know we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up here in a second, but we have Coding Club and we have Week of Code. Talk it again about maybe what what the average student, whether they're elementary or middle school student, would learn in a coding club environment to maybe help propel them to a high school computer science class, then maybe you know something like intro to web, or maybe even studying CS in college.
0: Sure, yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of talk about them in two different answers because they are really two very different classes. One is uh, some teacher terms here: asynchronous learning, and then the other is is a synchronous learning environment. Um, so the week of code first. That one is is a synchronous learning environment, so meaning that it's kind of your your lecture or your your teacher is up front teaching the whole class at the same time. What they do in that class is, um, in three days, they're going to build a mobile app, a website, and a video game, um, and then on day four, they kind of pick their favorite topic or or project that they built and they'll build on top of that. Um and it's kind of our demo day, um, stealing a term from from our boot camp. And and it's just a really quick and fun environment for the students to to really get to um learn more in a very quick, uh quick environment. And the parents get to come
2: too, which is super fun. Like the parents come on on that demo day and watch, which I don't know. That's my favorite part is getting to see the kids show off their project to their parents and be like, "Look at this amazing thing I just built,"
1: and then the parents are proud. Yeah, that's
2: that's so cool. The parents are always blown away. So,
1: and Kyle, you're a father, so you can just imagine your son building, you know, the next Facebook or something.
0: You're
2: and gonna be so proud of him.
1: Yeah, you will be. One, yeah, one day
0: he'll <laughs> he'll be here. Um, yeah, so so that that's the week of code, and then our our coding club. That's that's the asynchronous model. So that one's we kind of compare that to a gym membership. So we we have students show up at, at times that they are available um, or that work in their schedule. And then our coding coaches who are local developers um, are here to help them learn uh, the, the topics that they're working on. So we have um, game development with Construct and we also have other game and app development with uh, Python. So those are just kind of two of the curriculum topics that the students go through. And like I said, it's just a, a time for the students to get together, um, on a Tuesday and Thursday night and, and learn together, um, how to code. That's good stuff.
1: Well, fine, fine gentlemen. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. I, I, th- I want this to be again, more of an informative talk for again, any student, any parent, any family friend out there that might say, Hey, maybe it's time I learned this or take the step or, you know, put my 12 kids in that class, which would be actually impressive. So, <laughs> um, awesome. Stephen, Kyle, any last thoughts you want to chime in? And if no thoughts, how can people reach out to either you or our program to get more information or get started?
2: Yeah, I definitely have some thoughts. The number one thing I tell people when they're talking about coding is anybody can learn to code. That's not something that I believed a couple of years ago, but I've seen it like anybody can learn it. Um, if it's something that seems scary or daunting to you, you should give it a try and you might love it. And if you want to learn about any of our programs, we have a pretty easy email address. You can reach out to us at learn at awesomeinc.org. And that goes to me and Kyle and some other people. So you'll definitely get a response and we can hook you up with any of our classes or a Minecraft party, or maybe, you know, a private birthday party, Minecraft party, who knows? Whatever you want, we can make it happen.
1: That's sweet. So uh, Kyle, what's a great way to end a program you writing? With a semicolon. All right, here we go. Well, that's it guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesome's Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community. Who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, All That Jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in, and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.